0: Tutu Connors is with us live in the studio. Yeah. You're not ashamed to, to sing the blues, are you, Tutu? No, I'm not ashamed to sing the blues. You're not ashamed at all about singing no, the No, I'm not ashamed to sing the blues, no. I can I'm tell you're not not ashamed, ashamed of singing the blues, no. Where, I where does your feeling for the blues come from, do you think? From where I grew up, man. Was it a tough place? I grew up on the south side. Chicago. Ellensburg. Oh, Yeah. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast. Hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at.
1: And Lisa Foster. She's
2: dangerous. See,
1: you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. (laughs) Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. Yeah.
0: Time, time, time. did you ever hear of uh, Lee scratch Perry he was kind Ew. of a he was kind of a mentor to uh, guys like Bob Marley uh, a reggae performer and uh, this is some of his work he has passed away at the age of 85. why are you so rebellious? Then uh, we have uh, Ed Asner. For the last few days, you've been doing a rotten job around here.
2: Oh, Mr. Grant, I know. For the last couple of days, I've been just a little
1: off. I... No, 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 no. Not a little off. rotten.
0: <laughs> I thought it was about 117. God, no he's, kidding. He's been around, it seems, forever. And I think it's because when he was playing the boss of Mary Tyler Moore, <laughs> uh, and, and later in Lou Grant, he wasn't you know he was not as old as he looked
1: exactly he's just one of those guys yeah Yeah. he's one of those guys that just looked like a grandpa his whole life tell you what i'll try you out for a couple of weeks
0: see if it works out if i don't like you i'll fire you right right. you don't
1: like me i'll fire you Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) yeah uh but he was very good but very unconventional he didn't look like an actor even he just had uh, a, a everyday guy look to him, but he was wonderful in that show. Excuse me, Ted. Mary, would you please give those cue cards to this idiot? And I point to Mary Tyler Moore show as a good example of the shows that really were successful. That built the star. The star of the show had characters swirling around them that were funnier as their characters than they were.
1: Absolutely, you know I mean? yeah. Betty White. I mean, Betty pe- White was priceless in her in yeah. her role. And
0: Laura, Cloris Leachman. Cloris and, Leachman. Uh, yeah. And uh, all of those people. Gavin McLeod. and, then, and Ted Ted Knight. Oh, Ted but, Knight was so great. Yeah. And then uh, my favorite example of a show whose star took second billing in a way to the antics of the of the co stars was the Andy Griffith Show. <laughs> with the magnificent Don Knotts. Mm-hmm. God, he was funny. He was so, I can't think of anybody, any actor or actress that was better suited for their role than Don Knotts was as Barney Fife.
2: Now here at The Rock, we have two basic rules. Memorize them so that you can say them in your sleep. The first rule is, obey all (laughs) rules.
0: I mean, he, he was—he was meant to be that guy. I
2: just—I
1: just I, you're going to be so disappointed in me when I say what I'm yes, about to say, and that is—don't
0: say I it. Just was—don't say I was, it.
1: I was not a fan. There. Oh I my said.
0: God. <laughs> Lisa, here's what I ta- here's what I say what? to you. I say to you, and I say to all of our listener, <laughs> um, go watch some of those Andy I Griffiths, especially tried. in the first couple of seasons. no, do it just, again. I'm think, telling you, the guy kills. Uh,
1: he's wonderful. He's annoying, and he's just annoying. No, but and I his, couldn't watch any of his movies point. either. It's not the, not his character in...
0: His movie's worth it's that It's not good. his
1: character no. in that show. It's just that he... I don't like to... I just... I can't. I'm sorry. I want to. I want to oh, please man. you so badly, Pat, but I can't do it. I just can't. <laughs> oh, I just can't
2: that, do that's it. That's
0: crushing to me.
2: You fellas, I warned you before. Now I'm warning you for the last time. You take your truck and you get out of here. This is a deputy sheriff talking. You get moving. Now, do you see this badge? It says that I'm sworn to uphold the law. Now, that's what I mean to do, and you fellas better respect it. You understand? It's just as simple as that. You're both a lot bigger than I am. But this badge represents a lot of people. They're a lot bigger than either one of you. Now, are you going to get moving?
0: Nice work, Barn. nice work. That's as fine a job of stalking as I've ever seen. I just think he was the greatest. I know ever you're not the first that said that.
1: I've tried to be a, get on the bandwagon with it. I can't. Yeah. Never liked it. Never liked the show. I think Aunt B's lovely. Oh, I think I think Lisa. Opie's adorable. I think I. Uh, Aunt B. What about Aunt Bee? <laughs> that's B? what I said. I think she's lovely. I just I don't like. And who was? Wasn't there oh. another guy in there too?
0: Well, there was other people that uh, came along after. Here's the thing, Lisa. I, I believe Don Knotts was on Andy Griffiths for four years, and then he moved on. But he came back for a guest appearance, or two, in the fifth season. And in those five years, he won the Emmy oh, every okay. year. He was All the right. best. He, I'm telling you, you got to go back and look again. It's funny. It's the show is heartwarming. It's All charming. It's uh, it's of course it's unrealistic, I suppose, but. Man, what a sweet little All right, show pa. that was!
1: <laughs> I will, Paul. <laughs> I do remember that. I do remember that. All right, I'll go. Okay. How long did this sh- show run?
0: Uh, Seventeen thousand yeah. <laughs> years. No, I don't know. Still on.
1: Uh,
0: it, 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 it had a good long run, and then, of course, when Barney Don Knotts left, then you had uh, George Lindsay That's come in That's who I was thinking the
1: guy with the weird hat, the dumb-looking hat. Okay. yes yeah. The little was uh, even pork pie hat. Goober
0: yeah but he wasn't he was okay. and were there, he women, were there any women
1: were there any women in that show other than aunt b not
0: that's really i mean they had howard morris was an woman? actor who played some <laughs> no no he well maybe that's,
1: maybe that's maybe that's why character. it wasn't it, it fell short with me as a kid because there was no there were no women to identify with them it was just a bunch of dumb guys
0: well, the Bar- Andy had a girlfriend, and-, and Barney had a girlfriend, but yeah. you're right, they were they were subjugated okay. to lesser roles. I
2: know you're the only girl I care anything about. I mean, you're the only one I really, well, love. What? I said you're the only girl I love. I can't hear you. You're the only girl I
0: Other than Aunt B, there wasn't really a yeah, central yeah, female yeah, character. Yeah, 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 I'll okay. give you that. I'll give you that did you like leave it to beaver yeah
1: okay. well leave All it right. to beaver plays on me tv up here in seattle occasionally and i'll i'll have the yeah, tv on yeah. in the background my little kitchen tv but it's that's sort of annoying too i just beaver is a just a, a very unattractive little child and he
0: is he, <laughs> but but the good news is he grew an, into an unattractive man
1: so. It's
0: very true. <laughs> so, no, but he—he's cute in his own no, way. Not but really. I'll tell you this: <laughs> talking about fully realized characters like uh, Barney mm-hmm. Fife, Ken yeah. Osmond was the name of the actor who played Eddie yeah. Haskell. God, what a great yeah. character! If you don't like the show for anything else, Eddie <laughs> Haskell—everybody knows an exactly. Eddie Haskell. You knew—you grew yep. up with an Eddie. Or, uh, or, or you, a girl that was an editor. Or you worked Haskell.
1: with one. Yeah. Or you dated one. Yeah, yeah.
2: I. Yeah, yes. I know. Yeah.
1: You know, Eddie, you're a real neat guy.
2: Look, Shrimp, you start slobbing over me and I'll slug you one.
1: Yeah, sure, Eddie.
2: I mean
0: it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm crushed about that. I'm I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk. I'm going to try to convince you of that. Willard Scott, the Today Show longtime weather guy, has passed at the age of 87. It's a tough job while standing in a rain. But somebody had to do it. it? Did you like him? No. Hello. (laughs)
1: I'm afraid to talk yeah. to you now. I don't. I'm afraid to tell you my true feelings. No,
0: I, now based on the the Don, not that there's any comparison to Don Knotts, but uh, if you didn't like Don Knotts, I could see why you wouldn't be a fan of Willard Scott. <laughs> That The same kind of energy, perhaps, too much.
1: I don't too, know. Too Yeah, in your he was face. just a little over the, know. just too much. I don't like people that are, blah. I, don't, I just don't, I'm not a fan of them. Not a fan of it. <laughs>
0: time for the weather, and that means from this day forward, time for Willard Scott. Now, I'll be seeing you. <laughs> okay. So. All right, fair enough. Uh, But, you know, he was also, uh, I think he was the first Ronald McDonald. Oh, really? Here I am, kids. Hey, isn't watching TV fun? Especially when you got delicious McDonald's hamburgers. (laughs) Ronald, you can't be on TV and watch it at the same time. Now, come on and meet the boys and girls. Oh, we've already met. I know we're going to be friends, too, because I like to do everything boys and girls like to do. Firstly, when it comes
1: to eating those delicious McDonald's hamburgers.
0: And he also played Bozo the Clown.
1: Well, that's in not surprising. His early career.
0: I was the only staff announcer that hadn't had either a heart attack or a hernia transplant. I was only 25 at the time. The rest of them were in their 40s, so they picked me to be Bozo. All right, we some... I went to clown school in California, and I was either going to be a politician when I graduated or Bozo. And I chose the straight life. I chose Bozo. <laughs> See, I can still do it. That's the Bozo last. Okay, and here's another one for you a A French actor named Jean-Paul Belmondo died at the age of 88. Do you know who that is?
1: No, but I probably don't like him.
0: <laughs> Not you? I think you might. He was dashingly Oh, handsome. then I think
1: I might really like him.
2: Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. I'm oh, going no.
0: He was a big star he was kind of they compared him to brando and james dean what was he in
1: i was uh, he in anything in america well he was in oh, frenchville well, so we talking you know, about he, him
0: because he was he was so dashing and cool that he became an international mm. star and my own personal connection in a weird way to john paul belmondo is that i used to work with his son-in-law who uh, was an advertising guy with uh Various grocery stores, like Associated Grocers and Thriftway. And then, do you remember Larry's Markets? Yes.
1: Larry's Markets. Yeah, well, he,
0: he worked, he, he was their marketing guy, too. His name, interestingly, was Larry. But Larry married Jean-Paul Belmondo's daughter. And I don't know if they stayed married See, or not, but I just thought that was the she's, coolest thing ever. has got
1: such an exotic name, probably, and then to end up marrying a guy named Larry... <laughs>
0: It's yeah. So weird. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, my... Larry Andrews my
1: was his name. His is... yeah. And here's my husband, Larry.
0: <laughs> and Larry. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That is kind hey, of a step down. But he's a he's a really good looking guy, so I could see why oh, she really?
1: Would go for him. Oh, really? Huh. Okay. Yeah.
0: He's almost as good looking as me. Wow. I mean, that's okay. how good looking he was. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Incredibly good looking.
1: Hey, there yeah. was one more. Um passing a lot of passings this week man no. uh, one more no. uh, a woman named Ruth Marks who you might not know her name but you know her voice and she mm. is uh, no. she she died uh, um, in, she was 85 she was the singer of many classic TV commercial jingles so really? if you remember the jingle for chicken of the sea Ask any mermaid you
2: happen to see. What's the
1: best tuna chicken of the Sea? Oh, that was her. That yep, yeah, that right there. That's that? her. And she is the mom. I have all her albums. <laughs> she was the mom of Richard Marks, who people might know more. Oh,
0: the the pianist singer.
1: The yes, the, the the music singer.
0: I said pianist.
1: Pianist singer. Maybe I didn't and he's pronounce pretty it hot well. too. Yeah. Richard Marks pretty yeah. hot but Richard yeah Marks. so he yeah, he, he some... was taking care of her um, li- he lives in California oh for gosh and that's sake. his mama but didn't he change his mama
0: but didn't he how did she spell her M-A-R-K- last
1: name M k- a r k s. <laughs> and you're right he cha-
0: Richard changed Richard M-A-R-X it to like Groucho yes. Marks exactly. right? yeah yeah Crazy. yeah. so who would who would have guessed know.
1: wherever you go whatever you
0: I got one other one. Uh there do you ever hear of a woman named Jeannie Robertson? No. I hadn't either. But uh and so I'll just drop it oh. at that. No. She passed away at the age of seventy seven. But she was she won she was a beauty pageant winner, but then she became famous as a kind of an after dinner keynote speaker and she kinda had a kind of a southern drawl and and she just was went out and told not jokes but funny stories and had a very successful career just appearing in front of all kinds of groups, just doing her homespun humor, talking about her husband and her name was Jeannie Interesting. Robertson.
1: So she wasn't really she a was stand up cool. comic, she was She
0: she insisted she was not. Mm-hmm. She just said, I, I just tell stories I
1: like that about
0: uh, about life, my life I and, like and but her delivery was such that it, she could make even a mundane story sound sound funny because just of how she yeah. sounded.
2: I was seated on an airplane next to a man
1: and they always asked the same questions he said what do you do for a living and I said I'm a professional speaker his eyes got this big he turned around and he thought I said professional streaker <laughs> he said where do you do this I said banquets conventions i'm gonna do it on public television
0: so okay that's enough
1: okay jeez of the dead Okay, Guy i guess stuff. we ought to wrap jeez. with a joke so there, there's the yeah, podcast let's, let's wrap it up okay. here we go uh,
0: i had a couple of little uh, items here and then we'll move on to this i i think we want to talk about uh the timing of this podcast is coincidental to the not coincidental it's it is uh lining up with the 20th anniversary of nine eleven, and we'll get to that in a moment. Unbelievable. But, uh... I wanted to share a couple of these things. This is an old story, but uh, I don't know if you heard about this. The conservative group One Million Moms uh, wants Burger King to cancel a commercial. And this is a while ago, so maybe that happened. But they wanted them to cancel a commercial in which a man says in the commercial, Mmm, damn, that's good. After trying the chain's meatless burger. Okay. And the Mi- the Million Moms group says they should have chosen to edit out that cuss word. Mmm, that's good. It's extremely destructive and damaging to impressionable children.
1: So, "damn" is a is a because "damn" really is not a cuss word. You have to add something to it to make it a cuss word.
0: No, it's a considered a cuss word. It, I and, thought. And I remember it, nah,
1: it's a it's a it's a verb. If you damn something, like I've always made the.
0: It's context. I've, it's context. If you said the word ass for example if you're talking about if you're talking about a, a donkey yeah, then it's okay right. but if you're talking about something else, yeah it's i guess not you're okay. right well that, that's what they say remember the movie gone with the wind that was a big controversy back oh, in 1939 yeah. when clark gable yeah. goes frankly my dear, i don't give a damn
1: right and that was 1930s big... this isn't the 1930s yeah. anymore my god oh i know
0: it's silly it's just yeah. silly. but they act they actually and, and these women I'm sorry to generalize, but if they heard this, the what goes on in schools and the and the and the words that their kids know, they would be they they'd faint. They would well,
1: faint. they it's they yeah, time. they're you know clutching their pearls over things that don't hurt All anybody. The time. All so. The time. Um, that's pretty crazy.
0: And then there's this, least Joey Chestnut. Uh, you know, you know who no, that is? No, but I like his name. He's the he's the competitive eating oh, hot dog yeah, guy.
2: Yeah, that's right.
0: He's the Babe Ruth of eating hot yeah. dogs. But he, they asked him what he thinks about this. Uh, this study that was yeah, just I done. I heard
1: about this. I
0: don't know what his answer was. It, it, they say that if if you consume a hot dog, you've shortened your life by 36 minutes, every hot dog yep. you eat. And so Chestnut has consumed an estimated <laughs> 19,200 hot dogs over the past wow. 16 years. But Joey Chestnut is the greatest ever. He is
1: the joke. He is the joeyest of all time. So
0: he has shaved one point three years from his time yeah but Earth, it's
1: totally worth it he's hot 37 dogs are
0: so now. oh they're so good that which brings up the point um how long do you want to live that you have to x out things that you love out of your life yeah just to to yeah. hang on do you a want little to be old
1: longer? and miserable or um young and ha or you know young and happy it's that's a tough question yeah, i,
0: <laughs> I, I I got to have me so a hot good. dog every so often. That's so just good. how it is. And anyway, it's just something. Do you what do you what do you study. put on your no. hot
1: dog cuz I've gotten into some br- just knockdown fights over this with people before.
0: Well, you know what? I am totally into one condiment. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. You. Yeah.
1: You yeah, won't, won't guess it.
0: It's not one of the great condiments of all time. I'm not into well, okay, anyway, go so ahead. So now you, that you've, you've said
1: thinking? that, I'm not going to pick. I was going to say sauerkraut, but now that you've said. Oh, I like Ugh. sauerkraut, but that's well, not Well, no, a I'm just asking what do you put on your hot dog? So
0: Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. I do,
1: too. I do, too. I do, too. I love yeah. mayonnaise. And people get very pissed off about that. <laughs> they do? For some reason. You can't put mayonnaise on your hot dog. No, you've really? got to have ketchup, mustard, oh. and relish. That's like no. the typical hot dog condimenty uh, thing but i'm, I'm not a, i'm
0: not anti mm. any of those but now nah, i'm mayonnaise yeah. is my go-to for hamburgers too. as well yeah. me
1: too mayonnaise on a, a friend of
0: mine up. routinely and I, i've never known anybody else who does this but he loved miracle whip oh god and and oh, he god. No, lisa i'm not kidding Ugh. he would sit and watch tv <laughs> with a little with a Don't, jar of oh. miracle he'd eat it like yeah. pudding he'd just by itself. True. Oh,
1: I'm going to barf. Oh, that makes I me know. want to vomit. I'd
0: never seen anybody. He loved it. Oh. He'd just eat it.
1: Oh, God. As if it was
0: a pudding pop. Yeah.
1: It's for people who haven't had Miracle Whip, it's sweet. So if you... I was raised on mayonnaise. Best foods mayonnaise. That's what my mother yeah, made yeah. all Me of too. our tuna salad yeah. sandwiches with. It was in, that's what we ate. And you get, and I went to, I remember going to a friend's house as a kid and we had sandwiches and they had Miracle Whip and it was this just disgusting, horrible thing. Cause it looks, it is disguised as mayonnaise. But it yes, do like Yes, it is, but no, yeah. it's not the same. No, it's not the same at all.
0: Turning just plain meatballs into meatballs deluxe is easy if you serve them on rice in a marvelous mushroom sauce. The secret of the sauce is in this jar of Miracle Whip salad dressing. Oh. Now pour it over meatballs that you've browned in craft oil. Oh. About 20 minutes over low heat blends the flavor of the meat and the one and only flavor of Miracle Whip into a mysteriously spicy, velvety sauce. Oh god. Miracle whip created for you by Kraft. On the other hand, if I'm having me some french fries, I'm not having mayonnaise <gasps> in french fries. I'm having uh ketchup. You know french
1: what french I put fries. on my french fries? No, I don't put ketchup on my french fries. Tartar sauce. Really. Mm, interesting. So good.
0: Interesting. It's interesting. Really good. Mm. That's very good. The tar- so you, Yeah. You Tartar sauce that. is is the go-to for uh, for fish and chips, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have mayonnaise for
1: Although, that. I do like um, uh, how the, the, the British do it with the vinegar. It's pretty tasty. The, b- the
0: balsamic, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. delightful, the vinegar. Oh,
0: it is. I wonder how many years off of your life uh, <laughs> a, a, a fish and chip takes off. Pro- <laughs> probably a good two years at that. I would eat it anyway if oh, God, every fish good. and chip took two oh. years
2: off. <laughs> so well, good. we
0: look back... Uh, 20 years now, Lise, and it, it, first of all, that day, 9-11, mm-hmm. 2001, is so vivid to me
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, it, that I it cannot believe that it's 20 years. It just can't be possible. Uh, and there were, you, the you know, there's a lot of people that you, you and I both hang out with or know that weren't even born yet. I know. And that's how long ago it's been. Yeah. And uh, you and I, for people who uh, might know, we collided in in the nineteen nineties and did a radio partnership for a long time, including we were working at a radio station called Como. It's still called Como, K O M O, in uh, in that year two thousand one,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and on that day it was a Tuesday, uh nine eleven. Yep, and. And you happened to be on vacation that week, Still can't and, and I don't think it. you and I yeah. ever sat down and talked about your relative experience to mine, which was that I was on the air that day,
1: right? Um and,
0: yeah, yeah, and 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 it and it was it was shocking. Uh, it it all began. What time? I, I remember we were talking. About,
1: what time was it sure. for I, you? Because I'm trying to recall. Uh, I, I want to say that it was nine ish Eastern time in New York when it happened. something it like stopped. that. Yeah. So yeah. you were already about an hour into the show. I
0: think about six thirty or something like yeah. that for us. I could we could look that up, but that's I guess it's not. And really I
1: remember we had we had TVs, uh, a couple of TVs, one or two, I in think, the in studio. the studio yeah. Uh, yeah. on mute, yeah. uh, tuned to a to a tele. We didn't have cable back then.
0: Uh, we probably had it tuned to just, CNN or something like that. I don't like know. That.
1: I don't know if that was really... Uh, did we have cable back then? With cable oh, yeah. cable news yeah. back then? Okay. Uh-huh. I yeah. thought we... Yeah. Anyway, so um, I had uh, was on vacation that week and...
0: But you weren't out of town.
1: Oh, no, no. I would take vacations just to stay home and sleep in and work on my garden. I, I didn't take... I didn't go anywhere. But I remember I didn't sleep in very long. I, I got up around 6... Six six or six thirty, I think. And I didn't tune into you. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Somebody's at the door.
1: I, um I tuned into um just turned on my, my television and I was just riveted by what I saw. And at that point we didn't know what had happened. Somebody just thought it was a an accident. Right. Um an unfortunate accident. Here's a Go ahead.
0: Yeah, well we i remember we were talk and i only remember this because i've been able to listen to the yeah. audio of that morning but uh we were talking about they were they were putting some sort of new uh, toilets uh, public toilets in down on the waterfront i think and and we were talking about those kinds of things and it was a lighthearted discussion as our show usually was we would predicate it on the news of the day and then we would talk about right. that sometimes humorous fashion, and it was very freewheeling. And, uh, you know, it, it, I, would, I would do fake commercials and parodies and that kind of thing. And then, uh, at that time, our newsman, Gary Hoffman, walked into the studio and said this. Breaking story, apparently yeah. a plane crashed into the World Trade Center in New York. What? ABC's got an update at 55. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Is that a real picture, Gary? Yeah. We're looking at a picture Jeez. of the World Trade Center. There is a huge, billowing trail of smoke coming off one of the uh, World Trade Center towers. An astonishing picture that looks like uh, something from a movie, a special effect. And that was, um, even that, as, as stunning as it was, I thought, well, you know, that. I mean, if you got in a car right now and drove from Seattle to New York, it'd take you the better part of two days to drive there. If you never stopped except for gas, Mm -hmm. you know, and so it, it, it it was shocking, but it still felt a million miles away in some ways to me, but then it got really personal and very raw and very real, uh, when a woman who I had never met before, and I doubt you had met her up to then, uh, named Tammy Michaels. Who does it and is still doing, by the way, this weekend lifestyles and home improvement talk call in show on Como Radio on the weekends? Uh, I was only vaguely aware of that. Well, she happened to be staying at a hotel called the Millennium Hilton, directly across the yes, street she was on vacation. from the World she, Trade Center. Not, I, yeah. wait, she wasn't on vacation.
1: They, she was over there for some sort of a function that she was involved in.
0: Yeah, it was business and right, right, and right. pleasure. They'd gone to, she told me, they'd gone to a Broadway play. And, you know, they were they were tourists in a way in New York. But she was also doing business there as well as her husband was. Guy Rossbrook, a wonderful man. And, but, and when I say across the street from the World Trade Center, it's a two-lane road right there. So, I mean, if they looked out, you could almost yeah. touch the World Trade Center buildings. That's how close they were. And so we put her on the air. She calls to the station. And here's something I never knew, Lisa. She said, when I when I called the station, you'll remember uh, a guy that worked out in the newsroom. He was maybe the assistant news director, or maybe he was even the news director. Well, she calls him up to say, hey, I'm right across the street from the World Trade Center, and I need to tell you what's going on from my perspective. Uh, and he hung up on her. Why? He thought, I guess in his news judgment, he thought, well, this is just a woman that does this Home Improvement Lifestyle Are you kidding Show. Me? We got to go to the network news. This Are is. Are you kidding me? I never knew that until she told me just the other day. Oh
1: my god! Yeah,
0: but thank God she persevered, called back again, and said, "Don't hang up on me. This is really happening, and I'm an eyewitness to to history here. Wow. Put me on the air with Pat." And uh, she was a big fan of our show, so she thought to call us of all places, mm-hmm. and so. We did put her on the air.
2: Good morning, Pat. This is unbelievable. I'm I'm a little shaky. Uh, This is simply the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life.
0: Tammy, where are you? Where, Where were you when this happened?
2: I am at the Millennium Hotel on the 35th floor, directly across the street from both twin towers of the World Trade Center. Out my window, the view I have is of the World Trade Center. When the building started exploding and the debris started flying and I could see parts of what looked like to me a plane and and as it was exploding I was afraid at our window the debris was hitting against our window. I was afraid that part of it was going to break through, That it was on fire.
0: Were you um, were you were you sleeping at the time?
2: Yes, I was and the entire building shook and my and I you know, I'm from California, I thought earthquake. I look up and the window is completely filled with flames and debris that is falling and um and as we've been standing here we've watched the the second building get hit with another plane
0: so as you look out your window right now tammy you're viewing this
2: yes i am and pat i just want to mention if people do anything say prayers for the people that are in the buildings because people are falling to their desks jumping from the flames in the buildings
0: you can see that happening
2: yes right in front of me
0: and, and that just made it so real to me. And, and even though I didn't know her personally, I felt immediately like I did. And, and I just remember being blown away. I couldn't, I just couldn't imagine what it was like. And I find out later that her husband, Guy, had, they had brought along a home video camera with them on this trip they'd never used it before it was still in the package and she reminded guy that they he had the home video and she said well, you got to start you got to start shooting this stuff out the window mm-hmm. and he did and that video is online you can you can see it uh if you want to it's about half mm-hmm. an hour of material uh and uh she describes this in her telephone report and it's just so appalling um, to see people jumping out of the building they had the choice do I want to get burned up in this inferno or do I want to, want to jump it's something I would never show on the air uh, but it, it, it and you never heard uh, the news networks talking about it for much for several days later actually but there it is this videotape now is um, in the public domain but it's also it was also Exhibit A evidence in the trial of this guy named Musawi, who is now in Gitmo, and he was the twentieth hijacker, as they're calling him. He never actually flew, but he's considered the mastermind of 9/11. Uh, bin Laden gave his approval, but this guy's the guy who thought of this, of thought of flying planes into the building. So. They go to trial, and and she is an eyewitness. Wow! In this trial, she said, "I'm sitting right next to Rudy Giuliani and other people, and and I had to testify. And they we then we played this tape for the jury, and um, and I believe now they are twenty years later still pursuing this case, and she is again." Uh, going to Wait, go to the witness why? stand. Why? Why
1: twenty? What? I, I thought this was a done deal. I thought that these terrorist attacks were. It's, uh, it's still
0: not. Believe it. Uh, it.
1: Yeah. Al Qaeda. I thought
0: uh, these guys, these characters, some of these guys who were involved or have been sitting at uh, Guantanamo Bay for I don't know what, fifteen years or something like that. They still haven't been tried. They're just being held there, and I don't understand uh, all the ramifications of it, Lisa. But I, that that's. That's still not officially said and done, apparently. So so that mm. videotape is still prime evidence mm. in the case they're making against these guys. But uh, the, then, uh, then we got... Uh, the, so she called three times that morning, and then I got this second phone call.
2: Hi, Pat. We chose to stay in our hotel room because we could see the building number two was going to go, and my husband and I were having a debate stay go and my husband said if it if it collapses we'll be killed below so we chose to stay in our room which is where we still are on the 35th floor and the building literally when it collapsed we could feel um steel hitting the side of our building as it collapsed down onto the streets below and it's actually damaged other buildings as well we can see that floors were taken out we're just very lucky because we're on this corner of the building and we were just literally missed by inches of Mm. uh, of our room being taken out as well it's it's like a cloud in here we cannot get a clear view still of the trade center itself
0: well i sure wish i was in a position to tell you the worst is
2: over it's really quite frightening and and the saddest thing has been for us in sitting here with um a corner window of what was you know we were just in the world trade center dancing the other night Mm. at windows of the world and um you know i was just in there yesterday my bank is in there I was, uh, so just yesterday i was in the world trade center and uh, you know all of the people that i saw in my <laughs> i just thought of my bank it's on the 90th floor and it uh, and it's just heartbreaking that the faces that i saw yesterday
0: and they decided they're going to stick it out everybody else no was admonished to leave and vacate the building and it in the and she said when the to- second tower fell, it just swiped right by their window. At one point, when that second plane hit the south tower, a fireball came right at them, and her husband got knocked across the room and was momentarily knocked out. And he only discovered later he'd broken a part of his neck. Um, it, it's, it's hard to make that decision uh, in. When everybody on the uh, house hotel system is telling you to evacuate he um, in his work and travels he had been to places like uh, Somalia for example, right before the Black Hawk helicopter down day and so he had some experience in knowing how these things work and how these these uh, terrorists operate and he said if we go down to the ground right now, I'm afraid they're gonna try to pick off people down there because that's what they like to do. So he said, we're gonna be safer here even though we're not gonna be exactly safe. It's better than going down there, at least right now. Let's wait until the second tower falls and then we'll go. And that's what they did. And then this final short phone call from her. Tammy Michaels joins Pat, us on the we're line we're leaving
2: again. our room. We're seeing more black smoke. We are actually now going to be leaving our room. We don't know what's downstairs, but we just keep hearing more and more what sounds like explosions as the building is imploding and black smoke surrounding our hotel itself. So we're going to be actually leaving our hotel. And I may not have any other contact with you. You can't use cell phones. I'm using the hotel phone. Right. But, you know, I just, um, I wanted to just call and say this is just such an incredible tra- tragedy, and we're leaving now.
0: You have to walk down, don't you? Because yes, you're...
2: we do, down the stairs, 35 floors.
0: Bye. Amazing. Just amazing. And the the poise of the woman, her ability to mm-hmm. be like a first-rate news reporter when, you know, ostensibly she just is an everyday citizen who does a home improvement radio show on the weekend. I just, I'm still staggered by how she could... Uh, Mm-hmm. Step up and do that. it was it's amazing It was just amazing to me. And I would never met her before. Uh, this the next day we got one more phone call, and this was it. Hi, Tammy.
2: Yes. Are you there? Hello? Can you hear me?
0: We hear you fine. Where are you this morning?
2: i'm I'm in New York. I'm about uh, ten blocks away from the World Trade Center. Um, I'm just outside the perimeter line. Actually, where I'm staying is inside the perimeter line, and I've kind of found a little secret way to get in and out of it Hmm. um, to get back to where we're staying in an apartment.
0: Would you like to be farther away? Uh, (laughs) you you feel okay (laughs) there? I'd
2: give anything to get on a plane at this moment, even though I'm rather afraid to get on a plane.
0: Well... well, uh, you, you were, uh, your story, of course, uh, while a distinctly personal one yesterday, was, was spoke to a, a lot of uh, other, a multitude of other stories uh, and, and feelings that people had yesterday. Um, when you finally got away from the building, when you and your husband finally got into that apartment, uh, what, what did you do?
2: We you were just stunned. Um, and I think that was the way everyone looked. People were just staring at the sky where there had been. Twin Towers, the World Trade Center. I walked around again today, and there were people doing the same thing. And and yesterday, it was a blur. We um, tried to use phones. Phone services is, is is down. Cell phone connection is difficult. I may even lose you during this call. Um, so we tried to make phone calls to let people know that that we were okay and that we we were out of the hotel. Um, and then we started talking about the specific things that we saw and how close we came to really dying. Mm. There were two specific instances that I felt like it's, it's amazing to me that we're alive. If, if, if we had left when they told us to evacuate, I know there are people that were in the Hilton that were killed. And um, I know that, that positively the streets were full of people when that, when that building collapsed. Um, initially they were telling us to stay in the hotel and then it was some time before they told us to evacuate so and then when we after the second building collapsed and it was a virtual fireball um, that hit our hotel and our hotel room itself started filling with with black smoke and um, we knew we had to go down the stairs and we didn't know where the fire was coming from so as we made our way down the stairs, we were just, we were very, very frightened. Um, my husband's an incredibly calm person. He was saying very comforting things to me, talking about you know things at home, and when we get home, we're going to do this. And that just I think it was, you know, we were we were incredibly calm for, for what it was like, but completely terrified.
0: Sure. I mean, I I, I was amazed at your ability to to even paint the picture for us yesterday uh and and you became i mean if, if there are people out there listening that don't even know anybody or don't think they know anybody that was a uh, in new york yesterday in a way you became their their person that they they know and and cared about and and uh, and uh, we've got well, a lot of people calling about you and we're glad you're safe today
2: i'm deeply touched i have to say that it, um I, w- I would share one thing that I did today. Um, I'm Jewish. There's a small Catholic church around the corner from where I was staying, and there was a priest standing outside and and I, I asked him if I could come in and um, I didn't really know what to do i you know in in a in a Catholic church and um he he said that all of God's stores are open today and um yeah. and he said and, and and we welcome you and and I went in and in my way I, I prayed for the victims and the, and their families and um, the people that I know are trapped you know still in the rubble um, and 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 that's really the the only thing I can say is it, I saw things that are really beyond description as far as 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 death right in front of me uh, the people that were jumping from the buildings and And uh, the firefighters, I saw numerous firefighters that were trying to direct people, and then the building collapsed, and, and of course, they were no more, and and that was just heart-wrenching. So it's just a matter of now trying to sort through emotionally, come home to beautiful Seattle, (laughs) my little weekend radio show, all those things sound wonderful.
0: Tammy, thank you, and we're so glad to hear your voice again today. And then it, I think almost a month went by, Lise. I'd never met her. And one day I'm sitting at my desk. We've finished our radio show. And I get a tap on my shoulder. And I turn around and I mm. see this woman. And she says, hi, I'm Tammy Michaels. And I, oh, we just wow. hugged each other for minutes mm. without saying a word. That made it right. so personal and so local, even though it happened a world away. So, enough about me and that. What was your day like?
1: Well, I, like I said, I was, you know, it felt like the day the Columbine shootings happened, which now school shootings are pretty much normal, happen all the time, you just get numb to it. But when the Columbine shootings happened, uh, that was another day I was home. Um, And I remember being attached to the TV all day in shock and crying and feeling helpless and um, um, vulnerable. Um, I, uh, you know, it's hard to go through these things. And it's even harder when you don't have anybody around you. I wasn't dating anybody. I wasn't married. I didn't have anybody Uh, with me. So just sort of processing the feelings and um, just not having anybody to hug and comfort you or comfort each other. It was very difficult. There was no um, social media uh, to to speak of back in 2001. I mean, we were online a little bit, but certainly not to the um, extent that we are today that you can at least sort of Find some comfort with like-minded people online, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, wherever you're at. You can somehow find some sort of comfort that way. But I just remember feeling very cold and feeling very alone and very upset um, and not being able to do anything. It's like you just have to take it. You have to bear it somehow. And it was uh, just... I, again one of those days I can't quite remember everything just because of the shock of it. I, I just can't rem yeah. can't believe it. Couldn't believe the images I was seeing. Um it it was horrifying. Um it, it 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 it's so sad that people uh behave in that way. Behave is such a, you know, small word to use. Um it, i don't have words for it it's um it's horrifying it's just horrifying it's still yeah. horrifying to think about and and i i, I saw a story recently on that uh, iconic photograph uh, called falling man um which is a very disturbing yeah. photo yeah. to 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 even look at but it's um it it is uh i i couldn't even bear hardly to watch the story about that the photograph and the photographer who happened to be there that day. And I was really struck by what he said about he had a barrier, which was his camera. He wasn't, it wasn't like he was looking at it live. He had a barrier. He was looking at it through the lens of his camera, which made it somehow um, possible for him to, to to, mm-hmm, to capture those, those horrifying yeah. images. And uh, that's a hard that that photograph came across my newsfeed yesterday and I just it was again uh, something so sad and and we don't really even know who that man is um, right but to
0: Tammy Michaels talks about seeing uh, a fireman on the ground as the South Tower was clearly leaning and he's putting these hoses on his back and he's running into the building And she just remembers him going in there disappearing into the building and then the building Mm -hmm. collapsing shortly after i mean the the level of human courage on that day uh, it trumps all of the the horror of it in in a way it shows what we are really capable of as human beings when when we're called to not even be heroic just to be humane And care about each other and in the short term after 9-11 I'll never forget the feeling it was it was a time when everybody pretty much agreed on something you know we all agreed this was horrible we pulled together we hugged each other we cared about each other and I thought God wouldn't this be great Mm -hmm. if this lasted Mm -hmm. forever of course it didn't and and the, and now you see what's going on the divisiveness that we have around us right now and i wonder would it would it we would have to have another 911 event like that for people to drop their their argumentation and and get with each well, other well you could and,
1: make the argument that it maybe it's not on this level know. of 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 horrific although i think it is but the <clears throat> the the covid pandemic to me is one of those situations where it feels like that, that I've said this before, that's the enemy. Shouldn't we all be hugging each other and helping each other and, and helping yeah. those that are losing people? But no, instead it's very, and I'm guilty of it too. I'm very divisive about it. Um, and that's a that's a, a tough place to be. But I, I agree, I remember back then how everybody came together, all Americans. We were all patriots, we were all Americans. We all got attacked. Even though it was just in New York, yeah. every single yeah. one of us felt attacked. And vulnerable. And um, yeah, yeah, it was a period of collective mourning and collective hurt and fear. And we were able to to try to comfort one another. And that just doesn't happen now. It just doesn't happen. It's sad.
0: No. We lost about 3,000 people that day. Uh, With the COVID, we're north of 600,000 people. And yet we just want to fight with each other and disagree and you're not gonna make me wear a mask and hell no I'm not getting vaccinated it's you know you can drive yourself (laughs) insane (laughs) thinking too much about it but somebody else reminded me the other day that not only did that happen in the in the Como studio that day but my daughter reminded me that it was bring your kid to work day and she was that she was was? there with me and being she was a young teen and and Being a young teen, she was really sleepy, and so she was sound asleep under my console at the radio station when all of this broke out and took place, and she remembers getting up and running into the other room and getting on the phone and calling her mom and uh, other people to tell them, hey, you got to turn on the TV. Something awful is happening here. Uh, What a day. Uh, but eh, you know what? If I had one do over, Lisa, it would be yeah. that I didn't think to call you up that day.
1: Oh my gosh! Really? Yes. No, I was the least. For of your the reasons losers, you, you were saying,
0: a, though, I knew you yeah. lived by yourself and you needed to hear from somebody. And I and I, yes, yeah, I beat myself up oh, about that for a long time.
1: Oh, for heaven's sake! <laughs> that's, True. You had a job to do, and you had. Um, You were taking care of people by being on the air. And I mean, that, I I still, and what's so funny is people still think I was on the air with you. I don't know why people say that. They'll say to me, I remember when you and Pat were on the air and I'm like, I wasn't on the air that day. Well, That was was all Pat and Gary. It's hard
0: to be clear about any of that stuff all these years later. But uh, I I know that the next day, I, I thought we were doing some little, important things uh and and I remember gently in the in, a, in the next few days starting to introduce a little very basic humor back into our mm-hmm. broadcast and mm-hmm. but I remember a guy calling us up the next day might have been two days later and he said my my brother is was in the Pentagon and when that plane crashed into it and I haven't been able to to get a hold of him since could Mm -hmm. you guys put me in touch with Senator Patty Murray so she can look into this and we were when we were able to do that and I thought you know that's just one guy but we helped him and he found out his brother was okay ultimately but Mm -hmm. um, I just felt radio then was just a terrifically powerful medium Mm-hmm. It's uh, diminished in its importance since uh, since uh, you know social media has come on so so strong and become a much more everyday vital part of uh, people's lives especially younger people but at that time it was I felt I was doing the most important job in the world just yep. in my little old radio show right in one little market in the vast world uh, right. but I did not I remember I did not want to go off the air I think we went on until about two in the afternoon that day um, and they had to pry me out of there I just didn't want to go anywhere else mm-hmm. I I just felt this is earth-shattering a momentous and this is where I need to be right now you it, it was it was an irrational feeling perhaps but
1: yeah, and it I'll might have been too it. that you just didn't know what else to do. You know, that's yes. well, I think that's it. Yeah. that was my my overwhelming feeling was I just didn't know what I could do. I, what do. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I just didn't know what to do. So I would have been right there with you. Um,
0: nobody nobody knew what to do. Yeah. It was not nothing. No playbook playbook uh, that had been drawn up for that. And I hey, um, I do remember
1: yes. to um, you know S- Saturday Night Live did not air. They air. They went back with a. Uh, their new season uh, two weeks after that um, I don't know if you remember this but I remember distinctly um, mayor uh, Rudy Giuliani who <laughs> boy hasn't he
0: before he before he became crazy <laughs> yeah
1: before yeah. hasn't he fallen from grace but they had a tribute um, that that's how they opened uh, uh, SNL with a tribute <clears throat> for uh, with mayor Giuliani uh, and a bunch of the uh, New York um, uh, police 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 people and and fire fire fire, firemen and um very somber opening um i remember watching that to see how they were going to treat treat it and yeah saturday night live in new york i mean talk about super close to home and i was just i was just really impressed i remember
0: lisa too that they they did work a joke in Mm -hmm. and and lauren michaels comes Mm -hmm. up to giuliani and says will we ever be able to be funny again and Giuliani's line is, Well, why start yeah. now? <laughs> uh, which which kind yeah. of was just a huge relief yeah. to people. Hey, we can laugh at yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. And Letterman was spectacular in his first shows back mm-hmm. as well, I remember. Yeah. Those
1: no kidding. Whew. Well it's a lot. It's a um, lot. Young lady,
0: um, shall we somehow <laughs> try to end with a joke? We don't
1: have to. I'm okay. ready.
0: Just uh just like uh You know, why start now? Let's (laughs) let's, let's do a (laughs) joke. A man from the city decided to buy himself a pig. So he took a drive in the country and he saw a sign saying, Pigs for sale. So he turned into the drive and he parked next to an old farmer standing next to a pen full of pigs. And he said, I I, want to buy a pig. (laughs) So they agreed to a price of a, a dollar a pound. He picked out his pig, whereupon the old man picked up the pig by the tail with his teeth. And he and he sets the squealing animal down, he said, that there pig weighs 69 pounds. So the customer was astonished, and the farmer explained that the ability to weigh pigs In that manner was a family trait that was passed down through the generations. Well, the customer was skeptical, obviously. He didn't want to be taken for a city slicker, so he insisted on a second opinion. So the old farmer called his son over from the barn, and the boy, after weighing the pig, same deal, he picked it up with his teeth, and he said,
1: "'That that pig is 69 pounds, Pa.'
0: Well, the guy is convinced by now, because the son hadn't even been there when, when the old man made the first, sure. uh, the first uh, yeah. thing. So, so the man pulled out his wallet, but the farmer said, "Nope, nope. wait do you go on up to the farmhouse and pay my wife? She'll give you a receipt." So, the guy says, "Okay." So he goes up to the house, and he's gone for a pretty long time, and when he finally got back to the pig pen. He didn't even have a receipt. And the old man said, What's the problem, son? Well, I went up there like you said, but your wife was too busy to give me a receipt. Too busy doing what? Well, I'm not exactly sure, but I think she was weighing the milkman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay that was oh, You good. like that yeah, one that was a good one. I yeah. didn't see it coming I did see it coming yes. that was Everything's good. gonna be all
0: right Everything's gonna be all that right. nobody has got
1: to worry about